Sweet <laughs> music to my ears. Supposed to get snow today? Uh, I don't know. It's all over the place. You know how it is. What up? What up? What up? What up? You? Hey. What up? Welcome back to the Aging Punks. What's going on? Complain, the podcast where the guest surprises us with the topic. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Strife. I'm Eric. I am filling in for Bella. I will be a multiverse version of Bella, Bayron. I was going to say, Bella looks different today. Yeah, Bayra. I'm prettier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, man, you know, don't fall in love with me. It happens. People no, in that no. Seat. We, uh, I knew I had to fill in for Bella, so I gave Ki- I gave Ray a good morning kiss. <laughs> He's wearing a beanie, too. Yeah. It's yeah. almost my, the right color. Yeah, I didn't want to have, I don't want to step on her toes and get the exact matching so mine's just like a different variation yeah. of yellow. <laughs> Thanks for being our guest host, Bayron. No problem. Fan favorite, Bayron. Um, how you guys doing? How's your weeks? Uh, same old shit. I'm exhausted. Same, same old shit. You're exhausted. Yeah, same old shit. Getting old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I made fun of uh, the last month for not being cold, and I regret my decision. Talking <laughs> yeah, shit about it. Nothing like negative five on the way yeah, in. Today. January came and cracked its knuckles, and yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've been working like fifty to fifty hour to eighty hour weeks, and it's been awful. But I uh, sprinkle a little of that G Fuel radioactive lemonade Helps into get my, you going in the morning huh? <laughs> into my water. Why well, use it? I'm drinking after it right work. now. Oh yeah, oh, shaking all right. it up. All right, yeah. I was surprised because I thought maybe I was gonna have a, a big a big burst of energy and a big crash when I used it, but honestly. It Not just perked me even. up. That was nice. Helps me out. It gets me through uh, through a Friday night when I just want to give up when I get home from work. <laughs> I drink it the one day before work, and I focus perfectly on this tattoo the whole time. Didn't even want to take any breaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. I was just like, wham, just go right through That's it. saying nice. something. Keeps it, keeps you focused, keeps yeah. you going. Yeah, my back usually hurts. I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention to it. The, the No Way Home <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. Radioactive Lemonade. The Tumblr's pretty cool, too, man. Yeah. yeah, look at you. Yeah, look at you go. It's the right side. You don't have to measure nothing. Just put it in there and you're ready to go. You you are just killing it right now. <laughs> well, anyway, we're now we're wide awake. G fuel. We're ready to go. Fuel for G's. <laughs> Get my G ride and my G fuel. Fuel for grandmas. <laughs> I love it. All right, we have a guest. <laughs> Enough right. of this chit chat. We have a guest. This is another gentleman I met through DIY rap and hip hop booking. Uh, I don't know if I said a real sentence there. Just throw a bunch of uh, those are just a bunch of keywords. Bunch of stuff in parentheses. If you want to Google any of us, you could just type in those keywords and find the metadata. Uh, this guy's an awesome MC. He's a lot of fun. He's very unique. Uh, he also has a punk band. I think he's originally out of Youngstown, Ohio. I don't know if he's gonna nod at That's me here. Yeah, yeah and, he, and I think you're in New York yeah. now, right? Actually, I live in Pittsburgh now. Oh, Pittsburgh. Right, right, right. I can't keep track of you. Yeah. I can't keep track well, of you. At least you got right the time zone, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick Blastmaster Baker. Yo, hey. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. I, I always uh, forget to ask people if it's cool to use what iteration of their name, and then I just like wing it, and it's probably rude. So if it, <laughs> is no, that actually, cool? Should we call you the Blastmaster? I think, I think uh, like the the... You know the stage name in print or whatever in quotation marks between. I think that works perfect. Yeah. 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 Because I always knew you as Baker before, and then you brought the Blastmaster back, right? Because you used to use it. I, I think I remember hearing you yeah. say that. Well, like I think I would use it. Maybe I like use it in a song or something. 
um, but I never use it formally. <clears throat> but I've always I've always kind of wrestled with. I didn't have really a stage name. I just went by my last name. Right. That's what everybody called me. Right. Uh, so when I started doing, uh, you know, the hip hop thing, and I was go and I was a solo performer, I just went by Baker. Everybody called me Baker. And after a while, I was like, man, that's pretty boring. It's pretty <laughs> boring. It doesn't really uh, do much for you know search engine optimization. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'd always been a KRS One fan, and I just kind of, you know, yeah, Manhattan keeps on making it, and Brooklyn keeps on taking it, yeah, or man. whatever. So <laughs> I think it's I think rap is like the most fluid thing for like I, I don't want to say marketing, but just like reinventing yourself like you could just do whatever you want all the time like there's mm -hmm. really you p people try to tell you there's rules but there there aren't so like anybody like you know it was like puff daddy and then p diddy and then diddy and you, you could just say you could be Blastmaster today and you could be whatever yeah. you could be baker the butter churner tomorrow or whatever like any <laughs> any alliteration you want to use like there's no rules man <laughs> It's like when I go yeah, to the, that's the next concept album. I used to yeah, yeah it's just it's, you just cover Amish Paradise on it or whatever. <laughs> I uh, cover Amish Paradise. I, uh, I used to like when I go to the corner store, you know, you like you call the dude like Poppy or Pop and like, you know, I just I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Poppy?" and then I start going, "Hey, Pop." And then like it's like by the fourth month, I'm like, "Yo, Pat." Hey, what up, Pat? Hey, there's not even words that come out. Hey, my, my, my. Hey, just come what up, You just come in the store. Ah. <laughs> it's just a sound. I'm not even using <laughs> syllables anymore, words. I'm just like, ba, 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 ba. and he knows exactly what to get me, and I just pay for it and leave. It, it, it doesn't matter, man. It's just meta. This is next level. You it's know? just an emoji now. It's <laughs> so how you sound. been, man? You're, you're out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. I, uh, I moved to Pittsburgh last year. September. I actually was living with uh, the man Cody Cody the Jones Codester. for a short time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I left. Uh, I left New York kind of during the pandemic. You know, I was one of those guys. Yeah. And uh, I grew up about an hour away from Pittsburgh, so I was I was staying in Youngstown, Ohio, for a little while, and uh, I ended up meeting my my girlfriend during the pandemic. Um, she's also from Youngstown, but she was like, oh, you know, I actually don't live in Youngstown. I live in Pittsburgh. I was like, I live in New York, so whatever. We'll just have fun while we're in, in you know, trapped in hell. <laughs> and uh, eventually I started coming down to Pittsburgh to hang out with her. And I was like, I don't think I ever want to go back to New York. Um, so I moved to Pittsburgh about a year and a half ago. And it's, it's pretty rad. I, I like it. I love um, Pittsburgh, man. It's one of my all time favorite yeah. cities. I lived out there for a little while when I was a teenager. And like, I just, I don't know what it's something about it the hills and the different neighborhoods and the i don't just even like the point downtown like it's just a nice city to like walk through like i think it's underrated or, or like in a way like people don't when you hear pittsburgh you don't think like oh that's i gotta go there this year i don't know but it's fucking awesome yeah i love it, it it's definitely like one of those rust belt cities that's easy to dump on right um but it, I think it's like pretty scenic, honestly. Yeah. Like you were saying, like the hills, the way that the downtown kind of sits more or less at, you know, sea level or river level or whatever you want to call it. And, and the surrounding areas are all on hills. So like pretty much any part of town you're in, you have a great view of downtown. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we're kind of like in the, on the edge of Appalachia. So it's like, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's got good trees. It's green. Um, yeah, I think Pittsburgh's a nice city. I used to spend a lot of time coming to Pittsburgh when I was like a teenager and stuff, uh, coming down here for shows and things like that. And then when I was in college, I had some friends who went to school here. So I spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh 
you know, once upon a time. Um, and it was a, it was a pretty easy transition and I'm close to home and uh, yeah, I, I love it here. Oh, yeah, it's man. great. It's like my, my, our, I feel like it could be a Trenton sister city or something, but they probably wouldn't take yeah. it. They don't want that out in their name, but, <laughs> but that's okay. But what do you, uh, what do you want to complain about, man? You got a, you got a topic for us? You're not going to complain I about do. Pittsburgh, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> After you just no. said all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, fuck <laughs> um, no, I, uh, so, you know, the idea of being an aging punk complaining about something is it, pretty natural to me. Yeah, I um, thought you'd be a good candidate. So I was like, man, I was like, I was like brainstorming a list of, of ideas. But um, something that kind of was really relevant uh, this weekend. Um, so my girlfriend and I went to a, a punk show last night, which, you know, that, that experience has been kind of limited over the last couple of years. But we went out to a punk show and all I was doing all day was kind of complaining about whether or not the the terms of the show would be terms that I could get behind. Right. So it's like, I guess from a zoomed out perspective, what I'm talking about is like doing something you genuinely enjoy and still complaining about it. Yeah. But specifically in this case, it's something like going to shows, which like for, you know, two thirds of my life, <clears throat> going to punk shows or, or indie rap shows or whatever, it's like, it's been like my favorite thing in the world. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I'd go to, I'd get to the venue, you know, an hour before the first band went on. I'd hang out all night. It wasn't even necessarily about partying or drinking or whatever. It was just like, I just wanted to be there, be be in the crowd. And now I'm like, well, how many bands are on the bill? You know, like, <laughs> if we, what time is the show if we have time? dinner at 730 and then we work our way over there. Will we miss the first two openers? Because I'm trying to miss the first two openers. You know? <laughs> it's like it's 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 it, are they gonna stay on schedule, you know? And and in Pennsylvania, it's like, is it a smoking venue? I hope it's not a smoking venue. Oh like, yeah, dude, that's the worst I'm, out there, man. Is oh. that is that like how everywhere it was back in the day where yeah. you just smoke? Yeah. And it's still like a lot of like you go to even basement shows. I feel like less people smoke now, like younger kids, but it's still there. Like and people are like out on their like a college town like New Brunswick. They're out on their own for their first time. So they're all like chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> That's crazy. While the band plays in the basement. It's like this is fucking disgusting, bro. It's crazy like, how people used to smoke. Yeah, yeah man. I, I can relate oh. to that so hard. Like I, I've been doing it since I was a teenager and it was it never stopped being one of my all-time favorite things just to go see a band like in a in a basement or in a like a bar and i i think even up until covid i was like man i never will get jaded on this and i definitely bartending and like the kind of on the end of covid there it's like this every show should be three bands why are we doing more than three bands this is the dumbest thing because nobody wants to start at a bar nobody wants to start before 10 and it's like, dude, let's start at nine. Let's start like nobody wants to do that. If it was three bands, you could still get out of there. But it's always five or six bands. And then it's fucking 2 a.m. But like yeah. the last the lights are coming on during the last band. It's like, I don't fucking want to be here anymore, man. It, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's, uh, well, and I, I think, you know, doing the indie rap thing, too, like that would that, you know, eight rappers on a bill or whatever oh, dude sometimes it's like, it's even like, if everybody gets like their 15 or 20 minutes it's like you know well one guy's got to get his you know fucking npc working and one guy's got to figure out you know oh he doesn't have his auxiliary cord and, he, and oh, he's man. trying to run it off his phone and it's, it, he's like oh can i <laughs> can i 
can I get in Dropbox on your phone? And it's like, yeah, I guess, but like you could probably get it on it on your phone. That's how these phones work these days. Um, yeah, there's no Wi-Fi here, and I don't pay my phone bill. I got to go across the street to the <laughs> Starbucks and download my Beats, and it's their time to be on. And it'll be the uh, beat with the vocals on it. Oh, crap. Right. My phone doesn't have a headphone Oh, jack. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy. Like, And people, will, people who book, like, promote rap shows, like, who aren't into punk. Like, I, I, I don't know. Some of it's, like... I don't ever want to shit on people just because they like don't know punk DIY etiquette. Because if they're not into it, why would they? But like, it booked like a bigger act, and then it's like forty openers. <laughs> like, it's like, what? How do you think this is gonna work? This is a festival, <laughs> and it's like it starts at nine thirty. <laughs> the bar closes at two. <laughs> Everybody's gonna get three songs. They all do five, and they all bring people up on stage who will do an extra song. Like it's like it's like you. As soon as I see a fly, like one thing after a year of touring, <laughs> I can look at a flyer and go, "This show's gonna suck." There's this no show's where, gonna there's be no stand because everybody's equipment's taking up the whole place. Right, and it's not, there's nowhere well, to put the, their equipment. In rap shows, you don't even have to bring well, I'm anything. Talking about like bands, like yeah, punk right. bands or even. But, but it is so funny. <laughs> I was on. I was in Texas with Cody, and uh, we played a show with uh, homeless and these dudes hopped on and they did they weren't on the bill and they hopped on and they did like i i want to say 45 minutes oh uh, they, they did 45 <laughs> minutes wait who was it the headliner or so just some band just some rap oh, okay. act that showed up and they oh, were like okay. let us hop on then he knew him right and they played i swear to god they played like triple anybody's catalog right and that, there was a live band and then the band stopped like they were like backing them and they were like nah we're done and then the guys were like yeah but we got more and they're like scrambling to fucking hook up and they're like and they're like dude they're they're like 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 rushing panicked and it's like you just fucking played a bigger set than yeah, billy joel about? why the fuck do you need and they come up to me and they're like bro we need your aux cord man like we just need and i was like I'm rarely this big of a cocksucker, but I was like, pardon my, that's a bad word to say. I was very rarely this big of a douchebag or an asshole. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, like you can't use my aux cord. I, and I'm going to stay till the end because I'm selling merch. And I, and I was like, and they were like, why, why? And I was like, well, first off, I'm from New Jersey. I drove, <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. I drove 2000 miles like, or whatever. Like, you know, I've driven a thousand miles to be here and I had the foresight to buy a $7 cord at Radio Shack. Like, you live around the corner. This is your, like, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you for being unprepared. And the guy, like, we, like, almost fought, fist fought outside. Like, he was so, and I was like, imagine being mad at me for not, like, wanting to lend you. Like, you're fucking the one who's not You shouldn't have even explained it. You should have just said I'm from New Jersey. Well, I, well, I was like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't explain it like a gentleman. I was like, fuck you and fuck this set. Like, you're what's wrong with DIY shows. Like, get away from me. And then outside, he called me a bitch. And I, Cody was like, please get back in the car. Like, <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, I'm not big on, like, 12-step programs or anything, but, like, a lot of it's about like breaking down like why you're mad at other people and like seeing what part of it's your fault <laughs> like like I can never walk around and be like motherfucker couldn't lend me the four dollar cord like just go fucking buy a cord like it's not it's not my responsibility you can get those at a dollar store if you really need one <laughs> But yeah, uh, but yeah, there's a plenty to complain about <laughs> with any kind of DIY show, any show, really, like any fucking even big shows. It's a, like, what the fuck? Like, shit's why? Well, like, I would never, uh, unless someone buys a ticket for me. Like, you go to the e, like we used to be the e e center or whatever for Camden. Like, you're up in the fucking lawn, you know? Like, yeah, that's yeah, you're seeing whatever, like. You ever get booked after the headliner? 
What do you mean? Like, oh, like hey, you go yeah. on, but it's oh, after yeah. the headliner, and you're like, what the fuck is Dude, that? Dude, I've had it all. That's, yeah, happened, that's, that's happened before to me. <laughs> that's happened plenty of times Nobody's for me, there, actually. They act like they're doing you a favor. Like, oh, yeah. oh man, we're putting you on last. Yeah, you have the you're crowd like, wait there. wait a second. <laughs> you're just, wa- you're just oh, yeah, watching people leave. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, you were talking about sort of like big shows. You know, one of the things that I, uh, you know, I, it's like I can't find that uh, that Goldilocks situation. Cause it's like small shows. I'm like, this shit is too disorganized now. You know, it, right. I, I've never been the kind of person who wants like an itinerary for anything. I'm like, nah, man, we'll just play it by ear. We'll yeah, figure I do it that out. too. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm like on like the Facebook event for a show I'm going to. And I'm like, do they have the, the set times or the set times in there? <laughs> so, you know, you go to a small show and it's like, it's too disorganized. But then, you know, on the handful of occasions that I find myself going to a bigger show, like, I don't know, I saw like, Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio a few months ago or, or like in August. I don't know when it was. But, um, you know, that's like you got to wait in this long-ass line. Dude. They're checking the Vax cards here. They're checking the IDs here. You're getting your wristband here and you get your ticket scanned here. And then you go through the metal detectors here. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my weed pen. Uh, it's just <laughs> like, you know, I'm just trying to get in the door. And then you go buy a beer. It's, you know, whatever, 1275. 17, 17, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ought to blow my whole fucking week's pay on this, man. Let's get oh, it's so It's like a butt ice. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite. Oh. They had to import this from the toilet. I'll just <laughs> on this. And then I'll tip the guy. And then I'll be fucking broke. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, are. Dude. I saw uh, the Rolling Stones this summer, which is not something I like. Like, I think the Rolling Stones are great, but I've never sought out. I've never been to a show that big in my whole life, I don't think. Um, It was at the Steelers Stadium at Heinz Field. It was like, you know, the place was full. Were you guys up in the Um, seats? Like, you're up in the seats? No, so that's the thing. Like, we were on the the floor in, in, in like, GA. Now, there were, like, four sections of general admission, uh, each with, like, you know, exponentially higher pricing. Uh, so we were like in the back one, but we actually were able to kind of sneak up. But what had happened, the reason I even went was like my girlfriend's family had bought tickets to this show like three years ago and then it got postponed because of the pandemic. Right, so right. they've had these tickets and they were like, oh, well, you know, we have a Rolling Stones ticket. Do you want to go? And if somebody, you were saying like if somebody offered you a ticket, it's like, yeah, yes, right. I'll go see the Rolling Stones. Of Stone. course you're going to fucking go. go. Yeah. Um, but like I bought a t-shirt more or less to just commemorate the occasion and and maybe like four beers and I think we spent like two hundred dollars easily. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it was like more like, than like, seriously. My... The beers were like twenty dollars. Yeah, um, and it's a fucking Yingling. Like <laughs> I know I live in Pittsburgh now. I think Yingling is like one of the worst beers yeah, I've I'm ever not, had. We just talked like, about that on the last episode too. How I don't like Yingling. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so, they all relate. Don't try to get them as a sponsor, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, it'll happen much. But yeah, it's like, you know, I'm paying 21, there's like weird taxes, like 21.35 for a, a yingling tall boy. Um, and there's like not a bathroom in sight. Uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, the Rolling Stones, it was cool. But yeah, yeah. Fucking. yeah. It's fucking like, it, go, being in those lines, like you said, too, is like prime people hating. Like I like if you're oh, yeah. in, if you're into fucking just hating on people I like that is <laughs> mecca like I fucking don't I always like I hate I hate people and then I'm like ah yeah but I'm I do that too. like I always try to check myself but there's only so much you can like check yourself when you're like miserable in fucking line and the guy in front of you is like like uh, like buying 
16 beers and like, hey, do you want a shot? Hey, how, about, how many shots? And it's like, dude, you had an hour and a half in line to work this out with the fucking jabronis over there. Like, don't like, fuck you. Like, you just start going, oh, look at this guy. Look at, oh, look. Oh, there's that guy's ICP tattoo. Oh, they, and then you're like, dude, just chill out. We're all here. We're all, you're at the same fucking show they are. Stop judging them, but it's so easy to just start fucking writing as soon as you're in line to get in a fucking stadium. You're like, look at these morons. Look at the like. Oh, yeah, instantly, I'm like Howard Hughes or something. Like, this is why I don't come outside. Like, like I'm so much. I'm up here and you're down here. And it's like, dude, you're fucking going to drink the same fucking Bud Light they are. You know, oh. we, I, we brought this up, too. I bring this up all the time. Right before the pandemic, me and Goggles and Maddie, I saw Adam Sandler in a stadium. And I never I'm in this like age where I'm like pushing 40 and every like nostalgic thing. It's like. Like, I don't expect it to matter, and it matters so much. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm like, yeah, Adam Sandler, whatever. That was a huge part of my youth. And I get there, and it was like, I ma- imagine what it's like to see the Rolling Stones for someone who, like, listened to them since the 60s or something. Like, I, w- I was fucking crying. He did a Chris Farley yeah. song, and I was literally crying. And it was cool because there was, like, big screens. But you're also you're fucking two miles away. Like they have to put a screen yeah. there. What are they even charging you for? They could, uh, I could be on a balcony of my house and they would charge me two hundred dollars or something. Like, wow, yeah, that that, that shape across the stadium vaguely resembles Adam Sandler. Yeah, it could just be a <laughs> guy that like paid him. a mime and he's doing it from his house on the screen. But I, it's I, a I, Zoom I, meeting. Same with that. They, I watched that Fresh Prince reunion. On, the, on HBO Max, and I cried the whole fucking Wait, was time. It an, and I'm a like, show? Really? Yeah, was it? it was the cast like reuniting to talk about. Oh, it. I thought I'm they like, did like an episode no, or something. But it's like, I, I, I think that. I'm like so like I'm like yeah, it was a TV show. It was cool. And I watch it. I'm like my whole fucking life, my whole youth was this TV. Yeah, and I like stuff. I remember these episodes. But yeah, I mean, so it's cool. Like, like I can res- I can like respect going to bigger shows if it fucking matters to you. Spend the fucking money. Like Weird Al's playing Carnegie Hall right now. I That'd looked at cool. ticket prices and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'd love to go god. see Weird Al. That'd be fun. The fucking nosebleeds. It's two hundred bucks, cool. man. Damn. They stand in there like Ugh. sardines, what? squished in a crowd. That's Ugh. a magical experience. I've seen him too, so I don't know it's, it's fun, right? Go. I heard <laughs> it was fun. It's the best. He's awesome. I heard he's got a good stage show. One of the best live performers I've ever fucking seen. But those shows, yeah, big shows, little shows. I love when I show up to a place and it's out of state and it's like the Mill Hill. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is a shithole, kind of. This is home. You know, this is going <laughs> to... Yeah. Uh, as soon as the sound doesn't work or the band doesn't know what they're doing, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Let's get it in. <laughs> I can't you, start, you start getting nostalgic. Yeah. The- <laughs> and there's like, you know, like, I, like I getting old, man. If there's a band in... At bars, you don't see a lot of, like, teenagers, but it'll be, like, some 19-year-olds in a punk band, and they're playing, like, 19-year-olds in a punk band, some fucking something clicks in me and I'm like oh fuck yeah this is where it's at this is what I came out for and I start like dancing and shit and I'm like forget that I'm the old guy at the show you know yeah. so there's something beautiful about it you know too and, but on the same end you know it's like there's some there's the same thing like a 19 year old kid who's nervous and they don't they're like maybe we're waiting for our friends and we'll start playing soon and then you're just like Bro, get up there and fucking play, man. We're here. Like, you know, that's an insult to everyone who's here right now. Just fucking play. We don't want to be out any later than 1030. Yeah. <laughs> this show hasn't yeah, started right. yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was, uh, when I, when I was living in Youngstown, like, I don't know, this was like 10 years ago, but, um, I was working sound, uh, at a venue. 
Um, and these kids approached us, these like, like high schoolers who wanted to do Sunday matinees, like it was fucking CBGB. Um, <laughs> but we were like, yeah, that's cool. Like we'll, we'll do it. And they didn't, you know, they didn't know how to run sound or anything. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll run sound for you guys. Um, and like the whole, you know, Saturday night, I'm like complaining about, oh, I got to wake up and go run sound for this fucking matinee tomorrow, whatever. Uh, I go there and it's like a bunch of teenage punks and all their like friends and they're they're playing their fast little teenage punk songs and all the friends are jumping around pogo in and stuff and I was running sound and I was like this is awesome Dude, good for these kids it's like I was so happy and proud of them it's like inexplainable like the feeling of like you you get like a feeling of pride or something like like I didn't do this you know but you see other kids like younger kids like just loving it so purely and they're they're, yeah. they're not as like they're not cynical assholes about it yet that's the whole point of the show right? yeah right and they're <laughs> it's a big yet <laughs> yeah right. and they're not like but they're not like we talk about this on the show too it's like they're not the 40 year old dudes at the bar going yeah well when i saw bouncing souls in 97 in the basement I'm like no one fucking cares like no one gives a fuck <laughs> these kids don't care they're here to do this now like and, and it's always like yeah so you went and watched them Wow. Like a me. Wow. You fucking showed up. Wow. That's amazing, man. Tell me more. <laughs> fucking tell me more about how you went to a fucking show like all of us do every single fucking night. Uh, it's so impressive. It's just kids. Just it's like it's like this unspoken bond. It's like you discovered this thing completely separate and you get the same thing from it. It's it's so uh, it's really beautiful. Like, honestly, like it's worth the bullshit to witness that. I was just thinking yesterday how all I want to do is go dance at a real punk show. And then at 8.30, I'm passing out a crack of beer and I start... <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to watch one on TV. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I have to like bust out old VHSs yeah. from us. And when the, the first yeah, band fall asleep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, when, I mean, when it comes to like, like, you know, teenage punk bands or whatever, it's like I was that kid once upon a time. Like there, I wasn't always like a cynical dickhead uh, who is like, oh man, I got to play this show or I got to do whatever. Like... There was a time when it was pure joy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's funny about how aggravated I get about even just like attending a show. Just, <laughs> you know, there was it was once upon a time it was like the only thing I could have ever wanted in my whole life was like to participate in and that's one of the things that I think is remarkable about like punk rock or or DIY music in any capacity, is that it has this participatory nature where you know, whether you're in the crowd or you're on stage, you know, or you're hanging out in the parking lot, it, it's just like you're, you know, you feel like you're a part of something. You know, it's not like going to necessarily, you know, change the world or anything, but like it'll certainly like, like punk rock changed my life for yeah. the better. Yeah, um, same. And it felt like I was participating in something. And one of the things that irks me the most about shows these days is when there are people there, you know, so there's like, the, you know, there's the participatory element, but then when people want to turn it into like a performative thing to make it about themselves. So like last night at the show, there was this fucking like Neanderthal guy. And he was one of these guys who, you know, like the people who have, they'll have like a denim vest and it'll have just like random like rock patches. Yeah. You know, like yeah, there's like not like a cohesive. Zeppelin. Yeah. There's like, a, yeah, it's like a Black Sabbath and like, you know, Black Sabbath. I love Black Sabbath. There's like Black Sabbath and like. ACDC and then like Marilyn Manson and you're like uh, all right man you like you like rock I guess um and he kept taking a swig of his beer and like spitting it upward 
Um, <laughs> and like, you, you know, you do it like once Ugh. or whatever, but he was doing it like three times a song. And it was just like, he was like spitting on the walls and stuff. And it was just like, I'm trying to watch this band, man. I don't really want to see you spit your beer again. Can you get out of the way? Um, there was this in my hometown, in Youngstown, there was uh, this hippie guy who just like, I fucking, he drove me nuts. Um, Cause he would come out to all, like I had to work sound at a bunch of these shows, these like hippie shows, these jam band shows. And he would come to all of them. And he was like six, six. And he would stand in the very front, in front of the stage, and he would just dance his ass off. Like that was his thing. And um, he wouldn't like drink. He might've been on drugs, I don't know. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't like drink. He would just like go to the bar, you know, a dozen times throughout the night and get water. But he would dance. Um, but what he would do is he would like spend half the time turned around facing the crowd as if he was like an extra member of the band. And he would like obstruct, obstruct everybody's view and he's like dancing in their faces and stuff. And it's like, dude, you are not only are you in, like not in the band, but you're actively making the show worse for the crowd. Like get out of the way. Um, yeah. That kind yeah. Of I stuff hate that. I, I always hated that too. Being in bands when like you, you, when you're like fronting a band and a guy keeps coming up to like say, like talk to you. Like, hey, come here, come here. Like the the old guy at the show who's not really into punk, but he's drunk enough to like come back there and fuck with you. And he's like, come here, man. You guys rock, but you got to do this. You got it. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking busy. Like, are you like talk to my secretary? You're like, bro. you want to like, be our manager, man? <laughs> I always end up like I, I'm pretty good with hecklers, and I <clears throat> I always end up like taking a joke a little too far. Like, hey, yeah, like hey, let's give it up for Harry over here, you know. And then I'm like. Yeah, and he's going through a tough divorce or whatever, and the guy throws a fucking chair at me by the end of the night. But, you know, it's worth it. Hey, he started it. Yeah, and dude, I love what you're saying about the beer spinning because, like, that's one of those things where, like, when you're young, it totally makes sense. And then when you're older, you're like, get the fuck away from me, dude. I will knock this that, dude the that fuck out. That guy was sponsored by coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. the other thing. It's a totally different time. Like, we used to do <laughs> yeah. shows at Halfway House in Philly on 42nd Street, and it was like someone got the shit kicked out of them every night. It was fucking crazy. It was like one of the craziest times in my life to go there every week. And we, I would, we would play there, and the, like, you know. You said Halfway House? Where was that at? It was halfway. It was called Halfway House. It was forty oh, seconds. It was, it was, yeah, it was a basement house. venue oh, okay. in Philly. It was. Oh, cool. It was. But oh, I've heard of that. Huge actually. punk bands would play there. It was like fucking legit. And uh, we we like you know Mike and Crackfield. He'd hit the first note, and I'd spit half my forty into the crowd, <laughs> and like it would set motherfuckers off. Like, and then we'd play, and like half the crowd was pumped because they knew us, and the other half was like, "This dude just spit beer in my face," and they would be spitting on me and literally punching me in the fucking mouth while I played and I would just eat it. I'd be like, yeah, this is where I belong. Like, this is the best. And now like, (laughs) but if I saw someone do that now, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? I just, I gotta go to fucking work this week. I gotta see my fucking family. You're trying to give me the fucking Omicron (laughs) fucking variant. I'd be furious. I'd I'd be like, and and it's the same thing I was talking about. Like, I always gotta check myself. Like, I hate this guy and I want him to die. Did I do this a thousand times when I was 18 <laughs> years old? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, calm down. But yeah, it's it's a whole different world now. Like, you don't want to go see Gigi Allen with, in a pandemic. <laughs> You're already going to get diarrhea on you. You don't want to fucking have to be sick about it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I've, 
I think even I don't know if I ever could have really handled Gigi. I would have been um, terrified uh, to was. be full, to yeah. full full honesty. Like watching <laughs> the DVDs, I would have been yeah, some so of scared. Crazy, right? And I got I'm I have like classic insecurity issues where like when I'm scared of something, it's like a challenge, and then I like overdo it. So I would be like one of those dudes front row while he's like spitting blood and hitting him and I would end up getting hurt, being scared, getting hurt, getting poop on me, getting a disease. Yeah, like, hep- yeah. Hepatitis. Yeah, yeah it, would, it would have been. Yeah. Corona would be the least of your concern. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that wave and just got it secondhand. You got, you got to name a new disease. <laughs> There's dudes. At, dude, I used to know the I used to see these dudes. This dude had a psychology degree. Oh, my God. What was his name? His name was Worm or Skunk. Or something, and he had Wait, from Trenton. He was in Philly, and he had um. Oh, dude, someone's gonna crucify me for not remembering the dude's name. But he had a tattoo on his neck that said "Choke me while I stroke, bitch," <laughs> on his neck, and he was Damn. in the Gigi Allen DVD. I saw, and I used to hang out with him <laughs> at halfway house, and I'd see him in the bathroom at these shows at like Circle Jerks, and I'd be like, "What up?" And he'd always be a fucking maniac. But I was always so flattered the guy from the Gigi Allen DVD remembered who I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else does he? Have? Yeah. What are the t- Oh, he was a wild man. I, I wish I, I can't believe I. That's all. That that's uh This memory loss is brought to you by Steel Reserve. You still have those videos, the DVDs. Print. Yeah, we could find it. It's the main. The main. He's in the main documentary. I think hated the one. Um, the guy who directed yeah. Road Trip did. Uh, the guy who directed Joker. Try to get him as a guest. Did that? Yeah, did yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, amazing. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, he's really? the guy uh, in old school. And he's like, he I'm, did- I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> he um well he was like a nyu student or yeah. something and his like student film project was following gg allen around oh that's and pretty he cool. made like the definitive <laughs> yeah, documentary i hated. think it's yeah. hated yeah right he, he that was Todd yeah. Phil- every time like we were seeing joker and i was like the, the fucking guy who made the he better allen doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think he did they're they're like on geraldo and, oh, okay. and todd phillips is in the audience or is it geraldo yeah. or is it jerry springer i don't remember no uh Oh, it, yeah, it might be. It might be Donahue. I can't remember. It's one <laughs> yeah, of, right. And one then of like, them. and Todd Phillips is like, uh, hello, Donahue. I'm actually making a documentary. It's so it's like surreal to watch now. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Gigi Allen's like sitting there on the stage and he's like, yeah, I'm a rapist. I'll show on you whatever. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like this was like, can you imagine like <clears throat> being somebody who's not affiliated with kind of like punk rock or underground music in any way and just like watching tv in 1989 or whatever that was and this guy's like yeah i'm a scumbag rapist i'll shit on your family yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, like i'm rock and roll embodied i'm jesus christ i'll fucking i'll murder yeah. you and you're like yeah that's fucking terrifying man <laughs> can you can you imagine yeah. gg allen's facebook or instagram post no, <laughs> That'd be no. ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, his brother still plays right the murder junkies still play i don't know what yeah, i don't Merle. i don't think uh, i don't think i follow them they played in Mill Hill, and the dude had like a drumstick up his ass the whole time. Nice. And like Dave, it's it's like written somewhere on the wall. Like the dude from Murder Junkies used this mic, and now you're using it. Like had it up his ass, and now oh. you're using it. Like, congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> you the, know, the drummer in Murder Junkies. I can't think of his name right now. He's got some goofy name he goes by, but he plays. Oh, Dino Sax. I think it's Dino. That Sachs. sounds that sounds familiar. And he plays every show fully nude and he says it's because he has a skin condition and like when he sweats he can't have clothes or something because he'll like it's a good idea break out in like a scaly rash or whatever but i think he just likes to just be nude but do you imagine like having to take the take the drum stool after him 
You know, it's like yeah, right. sweaty ass has been on this thing. And it, that's the guy I think who had ever, it up his ass. You ever try that when you get bad eczema just play naked? Well, I was just going to say, I have, I have severe eczema <laughs> and I will attest that it is worse when I sweat with yeah. clothes on when I perform. Uh, and I have been, All right. I have gotten naked at shows, but not for that reason. Definitely for uh, drugs and booze reasons. Now, now you have a new reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah you have an excuse now. My, I don't think my eczema has ever been like I never was like, yeah, this is a this is a physical um, medical condition, and now you all have to look at me naked. So <laughs> I think I can just <laughs> take it. You know? New rain, new this year. It has to be a show where you don't know anybody. There. <laughs> I used to fucking I would throw up on stage and stuff. Like you just I don't know. We'd wake up at a halfway house and, and Caleb was the basis for my man. He'd be like, "Remember last night when you like put the set list in your ass on stage?" And I'd be like, "I don't remember that." <laughs> And then I'd reach in my pants oh, and it, it would still be between my butt cheeks, like perfectly <laughs> folded with sweat. And I'd be like, oh my God, thank God you said something. Like, I wouldn't say it's, like, it's origami. <laughs> it would have just looked down in the toilet and been like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Those are the yeah. set lists you got to keep, man. Those are the ones that go on the wall. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I probably just handed it to someone on the street that moment, like a fucking total <laughs> jerk. I, uh, I don't like a lot of stuff like the how disgusting I think it's it's shifted. I don't think a lot of DIY stuff is disgusting anymore. It's like focused on being a safe space, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And but like a lot of that stuff, I have like OCD, too. And a lot of like the feeling of acceptance at shows and like getting out there and like the feeling of doing something like in front of people and and getting over being nervous, like help me with that a lot. Like like it's disgusting you're gonna have to use this toilet like and it held, like i was like there's no choice like so you can't just be like i have ocd i'm not gonna use this toilet you're like i have to have diarrhea right now and this is the only place <laughs> it's either happening here or in my pants so it, like that and like tour, touring you're just with the most five disgusting dudes in a van and you're just you're the same you're gonna use a dirty toilet you're, there's no there's never toilet paper there's never like there's never soap you gotta fucking just get over your fucking problems if you're gonna do it mm. and now i don't think it's that bad i think it's probably it's probably still grimy in some places but i think what the toilets and well just any any public space uh. where people perform uh. is probably a step up from what it was that this is some real aging punks <laughs> complaining like, yeah, you have well, no yeah. idea the toilet what, seats i had what's to use. the worst toilet you've ever had <laughs> We well, used I, to go on your you used to, used to knock on people's. You say when you were a kid, you knocked on someone's door yeah, randomly. Yeah, These one time toilets. a random family let me poop in their house <laughs> so when I was funny. five years old, riding my big wheel out front, which is fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've used. You hey, were, God bless them. Yeah, Did you say you were, great were you about to say something about a yeah, toilet? Uh, <laughs> I, you guys mentioned that, and I just got like flashbacks, like trauma. Uh, I was in New York, and. It was one of the train station toilets. Oh, God. Wait, man. Penn Station? You don't even have to see anything. Yeah, I oh. I had to go so bad, and I just walked in there. The The mix of people and the condition that were in that room, I I lost any sort of feeling I had that I had to wasn't, go to the bathroom. It wasn't very nice. There wasn't a guy handing out hot towels after I wasn't a hot towel. He was handing out a little spritz of cologne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it made your it made you have like re reverse. Yeah, it just like, all sucked back. No in more poop totally, for me. Sir. Yeah. Totally You're like, fine. all right. I feel like I win already. Yep. <laughs> I, I the Penn this. Station bathroom is. Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go. go. I was gonna say the Penn Station bathroom is like one of the circles of hell. I think yeah. it's grimy. It's, it's, they it's they between, clean the yeah. floor with piss, right? Might yeah. They just, they just go in there with a dry mop. They just hose it down with piss. <laughs> 
<laughs> they get there early. Like, it's going to get piss on it anyway. Let's yeah. just, we got to get there before the guys who piss. That way, once you get in there, you don't even realize there's piss everywhere. It's the worst. I, well, well, you, you know, you, <laughs> no, no, you're the guest. I, I want to hear you talk. I was just going to say, like, you know where your piss has been. You know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> like, you know the source. Like, it's somebody was, else's piss. Who knows? They could be drinking motor oil. You yeah. don't know what's in that piss. Like, I always thought I was grossed down at like the shore where you see people walking the restrooms barefoot. Dude, and shit. Oh, you're like, yeah. what the fuck? You know you're standing in And when you're a kid, it. like your dad, like your dad will bring you in there and you got sandals you on. You just smell man. the piss and you, you're It's on in your it. fucking yeah. and there's grit. There's Ugh. the grit. It's not just sand. <laughs> yeah. It's like grit and there's always broken glass yeah. there's always broken glass yeah. in a public bathroom yep. at the beach yeah. it's fucking disgusting you're like you know well, you're supposed to have glass on the beach right already, eventually it'll turn into sand yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sea glass yeah. if i just piss on it enough it'll be a pretty piece of sea glass yeah, yeah. you're already smooth it out getting the, the worst bacteria you've ever gotten on the bottom <laughs> of your feet but the, let's play russian roulette with the fact that you Cut might it open there. it open it up your feet wide and just get yeah. it on the inside of you <laughs> so fucking disgusting dude oh, i've done that uh, I all my toilets blur together, all the tours blur together. I was always like super hammered, all, like all day in day out when I went on tour. And like, I'd say that like if you guys ever seen Train Spotting, where he like dives in that toilet Ugh. and it's the worst toilet of all. Mm, I yeah. I have like memories of like just like that toilet in real life Ooh. more than once. Just like diarrhea that won't go down, no seat. And you are like, this is this is it. Make it or break yeah, it. There's, there's graffiti. It says all hope is lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bible verse. Abandon all hope. You up here. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. And what we were talking about on the one show too. We were on tour and I stopped over and it was like an overnight rest stop. And it was like I don't. It was super landlocked. Like we were in Kentucky or Indiana or Idaho. And it's like this truck stop and you know you, you used to see signs now it's so much easier with gps area, but you used to see signs like 300 miles to the next rest area oh, they still have those and you're signs. like yeah but you're you're like i'm fucked 300 miles yeah. like 30 miles is one thing 300 like there's something yeah. we stopped this rest stop and it was fucking packed and there was line for every toilet there was lines down the wall but every stall didn't have doors and the line for the toilet was oh, across everybody, everybody was just from like, the stalls. Yeah, yeah. It was like a weird <laughs> waving at everybody. Yeah, it was like a weird like yeah. go go show where you put a quarter in, but you're just every time you move up in line, you're watching a new guy struggle to have the worst shit of his life. And then you know you gotta do that in front of everybody. It was one of the worst Ugh. nights of my fucking life. I, I'll tell that story a thousand times because it's a nightmare. Like in my memory, it re, it plays. Like a nightmare. Like there's no way that happened. Yeah, that dude, that's what it was like. That's what it was like in boot camp every day, dude. Because they the, all the they purposely took all the things, so it was just everybody just shitting. Right they take they took the doors. Yeah, well, they would have like these curtains, but sometimes they would just take them off if they were getting clean or like whatever. There was no actual doors that closed. You're just shitting in front of people, yeah. which is and you're like, waiting in line. You're waiting in line to shit and then get in the other line right after to jump in the shower. It's like a walking <laughs> through like a a hall of horrors, like in a like in a movie where like they're like a freak show where they're all prisoners and like everybody's just like. <laughs> like begging you for toilet paper. <laughs> oh, please, I'm out of toilet paper. You're like, oh, I gotta get to the next stall. <laughs> I've been here for years. Yeah. Oh, you'll find out. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like the frog man and the creature from the Black Lagoon. And Every like, toilet you go down is just the worst individual. Yeah, it just keeps getting. And then there's like one great one, and you're like, why is that one clean? And you go in there, and there's no toilet paper, and you have to sign a contract to sell your soul to the devil. <laughs> I wanted to. 
Hey, I wanted to do. A, I wanted to do a prank at a ta- at the Philly Tattoo Convention, but I didn't want to get kicked out. <laughs> we were gonna. I was gonna pretend like I was in the bathroom, just scrubbing tubes and needles in the sink. So when artists came in, they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I didn't want him to throw me out. There. <laughs> I just. I got a shrink wrapper, bro. I just wrap them right back so up. The last. The last one I went to was right before the uh, pandemic. What it was, field the Philly one? Yeah. Oh, it's a right circus. Before, it's before crazy. it even like was open and we were setting up, I was already watching some guy get carried out by cops. <laughs> oh man, it happens, like, yeah, it happens all the time. It was like two giant dudes just like all grabbing him by the elbows, just dragging his feet. I remember people getting thrown out for smoking weed all the time. They get caught smoking That's weed, but I don't even think they care anymore. At the Philly shit. Philly convention? No, that was a, I think it was a Wildwood convention. I remember somebody getting arrested or whatever for smoking weed out there. But yeah, that's so funny. Bags. Now I think you get arrested if you don't smoke weed. The, I don't know. the dude, <laughs> the dude, who, I won't say his name because it's kind of a fucked up story. But, but the dude who did all my early tattoos, we always do them in like a how like a dirty house or that's whatever. That's how we all did. It yeah, first. but he. <laughs> He'd have like the bio container of used needles, mm-hmm. and I swear he had the same bio container for like a decade. And he was they just take like, a while to fill. he was just like jamming them <laughs> in, like, wouldn't fit like stuffing them in. <laughs> and dude, he was so gnarly. Like he would, uh, like his, you know, they have like the little buttons. I don't know if they have them on the same one, but like they have like little buttons on computers and stuff for you to do like a hard restart. And you oh, can't yeah, yeah. you can't get to him. You have yeah. to use like a paper clip. Yeah, so he's using he an just old like take part. out the old needle and restart <laughs> his computer and all. Like we, it was so good. I'd be like sleeping on his floor next to biohazard. That, that computer got a virus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's how you. That's how you get viruses. Yeah, yeah. He'd always like he'd be like, ah, this isn't the right needle, but uh, I'll make it work. And he'd like fucking do like the gnarliest tattoos on me with like the wrong size needle. Take two more, two extra hours of pure pain. I asked the guy that used to, they used to come pick up the bio. It was the old company we used to use. I said, what do they do with all these? And he goes, I don't know. They probably dump in the ocean. That's yeah. What he said to me. Yeah. They fucking <laughs> do. No, I think they go in an incinerator or something. <laughs> but it's what he said. They I think re- they go in they the get, ocean. I don't think probably. they go in an incinerator, dude. Yeah. They go right into the fish. <laughs> so the fish can use them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go between Jersey and, uh, and New York, and then it washes up on your favorite beaches shore like once a year. Yeah, you find them. Step on them. You see those fish that are like bioluminescent. (laughs) You're like, wow, nature is marvelous, and it's really just like it's just just the bioluminescent tattooing. (laughs) You just see like a moray eel like tattooing a fucking flounder, and he's like with like like prison style, and he's like, what are you looking at? And you're like, I'm never snorkeling again. (laughs) What are you looking at, buddy? I'm working. This is my favorite episode of SpongeBob. Uh, Baker, you you have a punk band, right? You put out a record I really liked, and I'm I'm struggling to get the name of it right now because it's been a while since I I brought it back yeah. up. That was a couple years ago, right? Like, uh, yeah. So it was actually like basically like three years ago to the day. I think it was maybe like January 12th or something that it actually came out. That's um, awesome back in that you're on the podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, to it's perfect timing. Anniversary, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because so the album uh, is called Blastmaster Baker versus the human being lawnmower. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of been so I've been admittedly, you know, kind of dormant over the last year plus, um, you know, the pandemic and yeah. life happens and whatever. Uh, but recently I've been, you know, I've been like writing here and there and I've been playing guitar a little bit, but, you know, not a lot of output to show for it. But Recently, I've been like, man, you know, I got to start like doing this again. And, and, you know, the anniversary of of the album came up and uh, I I, like posted about it for the first time in, I I don't know, 
two years. Right. Um, posted like a video that we had shot. Um, you know, I, I actually, it's one of those things, you know, I heard you talk about this actually when I was listening to one of your previous episodes, but you know, you spend all this time working on something and it drops and you're like really amped on it for, you know, a week. And then you're like, I don't even want to think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I listened to the album, you know, cover to cover, which is also something I rarely do is like listen to my own music. But I listened to it and I was like, I think this is a pretty good record. You yeah. know, like I'm, I'm proud of this. Uh, you know, I worked on it with Head Trip. He kind of executive produced it. Uh, he made a lot of the beats. P.T. Burnham made a couple of the beats. Uh, and then we have, I think uh, there are three songs on there that are like punk songs and yeah. I, I have a band or, you know, I kind of had a band. So the band um, was called Children's City Dump or CCD, it's a terrible name, but you know, I, it was a cool band. CCD um, was my religious instruction. That's what it was called. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. so I guess like what it was, was like the, the bass player and the guitar player knew each other since they were little kids and one of them went to CCD and one of them did not. And the one who did not was like, oh, you got to go to the children's city dump. <laughs> um, and that, so it's been like an inside joke between them for 25 years or something. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I loved that band. Uh, and we, I felt like we were really hitting our stride. We, we have like an LP that's like half recorded. I don't know if we'll ever finish because those guys are all still back in Brooklyn. And right. I, and I left. Um, and uh, I didn't know I was going to be gone for good when I left, but it just sort of happened that way. So, you know, the band, unfortunately, is kind of just, you know, there's nothing happening with that band. Um, but like, I thought we were a really good, uh, you know, kind of hardcore punk. It was pretty heavy, but we it, it was never we never took our, ourselves too seriously, um, but we weren't, you know, like jokey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just like a lot of fun. I had I don't think I'd ever had that much fun in a band, and I've been playing in punk bands since I was thirteen. Right. Um, so yeah, there's there's three tracks on the album that are are just like full band <laughs> punk rippers, um, and they're probably some of my favorite songs on the album. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's just sort of whatever time gets away from you and yeah. i haven't played with those guys in two years now what can you it's but, a uh, fucking pain in the ass to be in a band man like no matter how much you love it it's an hour, even if it's just an hour a week it's it's nightmarish at times like people, imagine just doing this yeah hour, well, that, you know what i mean but like this is much more stress-free than a band is like you're dating everyone in the band everyone has things they don't like everyone has like their own drama mm -hmm. and you have to deal with it to keep the yeah. band together you yeah. never you don't you, you can't just be like i don't care you kind of have to like live in it and understand it and be like sympathetic and like otherwise your band will just no one will ever show up they yeah. i don't know what it is it's like a it's like a self-help group to be in a fucking band but uh well, th that album in particular i wanted to say is like the way you rap and how grimy the beats are and like the way it's recorded with the and then the punk thrown in it's very seamless like it, it all seems like one thing it, it's not like you're like doing some crazy like uh like poppy rap and then it just goes to a punk song or something which I, I would have no problem with either but it's so it all makes so much sense it's like so cohesive it's it all makes sense together and i really like that album i think it's uh really unique i think a lot of the people we know are punks who rap and they do different things mm -hmm. in it, but that that one really made sense to me. It really, I really enjoyed that album. I think 
people should go listen to it. I don't know what what do you does that stream at all? Or is that on your Bandcamp? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, it's actually on the Karma Kids uh, right. Bandcamp page. Um, it, it's also on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Um, yeah, Blastmaster Baker versus the Human Being Lawnmower. Um, but I appreciate that uh, because you know that was kind of the idea. Like you said, um, we come from a uh, a school of like DIY rap, but where it's a lot of like former punks or, or punks who rap or whatever. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I always had sort of punk rock elements mixed in with my raps, whether it was sort of my my vocal style or some of the content or the references I would make. Um, and I think when we were making that album, like I, I came to Head Trip with the idea. I was like, hey, man, I've been writing these punk songs, too. And you know, rather than have it be kind of a separate project, I, I just want to, I want to like blend the whole thing together. So I think one of the things that we were able to do is really, once we, once we recorded the punk songs, I think Head Trip kind of went back and kind of reconsidered some of the production on the album, not necessarily like changing the beats, but sort of, you know, what kind of, um, what kind of effects or filters or what have yeah. you were on them and, and really kind of making it all sound cohesive. That was a, that was a real goal. Um, so I appreciate that you, you know, kind of think it has a, a level of cohesion because that's certainly what we were going for. Yeah. You can um, tell it's not, it's not like, it's not like grimy because it's, you just record it on a four track and throw it out. It's like intentionally put together that way. And I think that's great. Uh, I think it's a good album. Sorry. Sorry. Now we're talking, just talking to these guys are like, well, what album? I'm, I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> I want to listen to it now. I'll listen to it. Uh, in the car. <laughs> all right. We got to wrap this up. What did we learn this week, guys? We, we got five anything? minutes. Yeah. Do we learn anything good? Uh, lines are where you go to become a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the most like American standing in line capitalism yeah. shit ever. Yeah, yeah. Your whole life is just trying to get one step oh, ahead of that out, line. I figured out at tattoo conventions, you get through this, is how you get through the crowd. You just say hot coffee, hot coffee. And everybody just gets out of the way. It's perfect. <laughs> I always just say hot coffee coming through. When I would moves. be at like really crowded shows and I wanted to get up front and nobody like kind of wants to let you kind of have to like force your way and people will let you. But it's I always am like, oh, my little brother's up there. Oh, I sorry. I got it. Oh, I'm so sorry. My little brother's up there. I got to get to my little brother. And then I'm like front row for my favorite band. It works yeah. every time. Yeah. Like you get a couple of dicks and you just start pushing the opposite way. Of the Try the hot head. coffee thing, man. Just hold cups up. Hot coffee. People right, because they, they, they don't want to get burned. <laughs> yeah, by they don't want to get burned. They move out of the way. Quick. I think anybody <laughs> at a show, well, there's you know a lot of sociopaths. Maybe I'm one, you know, but people are like, oh, well, if my little brother was up there, I'd want to be up there too. This is dangerous, you know. <laughs> like, it's yeah. I guess it's like a boy who cried wolf, and maybe well, sometimes my little brother was up there, but he's bigger than me and he doesn't need my help. So that, that's funny too. But uh, yeah, I. I uh, I learned the same lesson over and over again is that like I do I'd love punk shows I love DIY music I I never felt like I belonged anywhere until I started going to like punk shows and uh I I just relearned to appreciate it constantly and I I'm getting an itch again too like every I every I don't feel old like physically but I I'm a very aware of my age and the, I sometimes I feel dumb doing the things I love at my age and I just get over it. The love outweighs the embarrassment a lot of the time. So I'm trying yeah, to get back here. into that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you do a lot. Like I'm just like a vocalist. You do so I much technical stuff that 
it works, you know? No, I play a lot of video games with like 10-year-olds, though, all the time. Like, I'm like the old guy, you know? They're like, who's this fucking uh, guy? Yeah. <laughs> On the internet, you don't just like invite 10-year-olds to over to play. No, it's random. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Ran- it's random. Yeah. It's not like I'm like, hey, let me go play with these guys. How about you, Baker? You learn anything being here? A lot of our guests don't. Well, <laughs> no, you know, I think, uh, actually, I, I feel like I, um, you know, when I was kind of thinking of why it is that, you know, something like going to a show or, or anything that I ostensibly enjoy can still feel like a chore. You know, I think one of the things is like when I was younger, um, you know, shows or, you know, just whatever, you know, smoking weed, any of these things, like these things that uh, were kind of like an escape hatch, you know, because like regular life was boring mm. or, um, you know, frustrating or, you know, you didn't buy into whatever kind of shit at school or, or what have you. Um, you know, so you had these like escape routes where it's like I go to the show and let loose and, um, you know, get a whole new perspective on the world and everything. And now it's like maybe I'm just happier right. because right. my like day to day life is pretty cool. Like I'm happy. I live with like my girlfriend and my dog and. I like living in Pittsburgh and I'm like, Hey man, life isn't that bad. Um, so like deviating from kind of the normal day to day stuff, I'm like, well, is it going to be worth it? Like, well, it's cold outside, so <laughs> yeah, I got to dress right. warm, but is it going to be hot in the venue? Like, am I, should I leave my coat in the car? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, this kind of life, stuff where it's like, it was always yeah. the, uh, your, yeah, it was your hour a week to escape how much your life sucked. Or whatever your four or five hours that week, and then but now your life doesn't suck, so you're like, yeah, you're you know? like, eh, do I need to go out of my way to enjoy something? Because uh, I enjoy all this stuff that's right here. But I don't know. That seems yeah, like, like a lot of work. I still hate my job or whatever, you know. And I still like, I'm like, oh, I have to wake up in the morning and go to and like work, and or I have to wake up in the morning and get on the the aging punks podcast and complain about going to the show. I went too late, <laughs> nice. you know. But like. But like for the most part, yeah, I'm not I'm not as like depressed or, or bored or whatever as I maybe once was. So yeah, <laughs> if anything, that's kind of the revelation I've had talking about this. That's great. That's great. You, I, I guess, finally learned something, guys. Awesome. <laughs> hey, is it a is it snowing there yet or no? Not yet. It no. looks like it's going to start about three p.m. or so. Oh, that's um, to be the and the way they're talking about it, man, it's going to be storm of the century. It's going to be gonna... a million feet of snow, like yeah. they always say. I don't know. I, we might miss it. I don't know what. The, I'm pure. I keep seeing like three things. or four, but who knows? Three or four inches? No, no, no. Three or four o'clock is. What's oh, I was like, oh uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if we're, what we're gonna get here. Who knows? Yeah, but whatever. Jersey. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, just you know, um, the album's been out for a while now, but uh, I think it is uh, a good, good as good a time as any to uh, either give it a fresh listen or revisit it. So. Um, yeah, Blastmaster Baker versus the Human Being Lawnmower. Uh, again, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, uh, it's out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, it would be, I would appreciate it. You know, like I think a lot of people are like, do yourself a favor and listen to this. And it's like, no, I'm just asking you to do me a favor, but like do <laughs> yeah, me a favor yeah. and check it out because I am proud of it. And I think it's like like checking, like going back and listening to it uh, is the kind of thing that makes me want to, keep going and keep making music um so anyway i hope there's more to come in the in, in the relatively near future but for the time being yeah check out the album and, yeah we're gonna listen to it know, on the ride right home i think and uh, yeah. how about you guys you got anything to plug <clears throat> bayron uh same as last time bayron illustration on instagram yeah 
illustrations. There's an S. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. How about you, Eric? Uh, I'm getting all the old Triggered Impulse stuff, my old band, up yeah. on Spotify. Ooh. The Is only it? one, the only one, uh, I think almost all of it's on there. I got to put the EP up that had Dan Brown on it. This is a good, with us. good episode to plug it on. And then uh, there's also a song we did him, with him that we never released. Oh, that's that great. That'll out. be cool. Is it's that like going a, really cool. I'm going to put it up individually, I think. Because okay. yeah, it, it wasn't mastered at the same time. So you should might, release it as a single and then that's drop and then put the rest of the stuff up. You can no, no I'm going to put all the old stuff up first. Oh, and then okay. Put, and then at the end, I'll put that. Do it in linear order. And then, because uh, the other stuff's up there. And then I'm going to put all my phone calls shit up on Spotify because it's only on Bandcamp. Oh, cool. So, that's awesome, man. And yeah. and I got a new phone call album that's almost done, I think. I You're think so I got productive. Enough, I think I got enough for a new album. What about our rap song? I don't know. Whenever. Come on, man. <laughs> when are you not working? Do you, do you not like it? Do you want me to do something no, different no, to I it? Like it. I just I'm, honestly, now I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yo, honestly, I forgot. <laughs> I keep wanting to remind you. I feel I like a forgot. dick. All right. I was like, "Fuck yeah, we need to. We do need to finish. We that. could release that. That would be fun. It would look like we're we do a couple we other did something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, let's work on that. Yeah, you guys should get tattoos from Bayron and Eric. Um, now nah, go to Bayron. For that. me, I get nothing really. <laughs> Raymondstrife.com. I sent out most of the God's Plan vinyls, and it's a fucking chore. Uh, so you're welcome. Nobody paid me the full price, and it took so long to come out that I'm just sending them to him without getting the rest of the money because I don't fucking care. Um, I got one back because the guy's address was uh, incomplete. Uh, I don't know if I care enough. I don't know who it was. I don't know the guy. Just had his name on the list. Um, this is a terrible plug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe here's so good a hold of you. Say, where's my, where's my album? Yeah, whatever. I don't think if they didn't care the. Two and yeah. a half years it took to come out. Why do they care now? I uh, RaymondStrife.com. I never update it. Um, me and Eric made a ton of cool music videos over the years. Me and that's why I started doing videos. You you what? can see them all at RaymondStrife.com. That goes to the, all the YouTube links. It's one thing that I do think is kind of like I, I get sick of myself quicker than anybody. But I think like the music videos that we've done are like really good, like really creative and done well, and they have like. A thousand views each. So yeah, if you guys yeah. want to go click that play button, they're pretty good. Oh, no, I think they're awesome. Uh, I, even with the fear of having to see myself perform, that uh, Lucille like Luce video was a bitch, man. Yeah, we had to do so much shit for that one. So, so people don't even that know cool. how we sweat cool. for these things. We had to but, reshoot something in the middle of the night. Remember behind that one? Oh, and it was so hot. I had to set it was all one the lighting. Of those, like <laughs> summer nights where you're sweating your dick off, and yeah. even though it's the middle of the fucking night, We're stealing power from an abandoned building. This is just us <laughs> complaining about the stuff we like to do. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick, dude, thanks for being here. You're the man. Uh, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Fucking. Wait, stick around after. We're gonna take a picture. Oh yeah, we gotta take you. a picture with you. Oh, so right don't, don't leave. And uh, yeah, dude. Hopefully, I'll see you in Pittsburgh soon. I still make a trip every other year or something we went for my birthday last uh this past year and that was fun i'll do it a little more i think um bayron thanks yeah. for fucking co-hosting no problem guest hosting uh, i guess next week bella will probably be back but i'll have already married bayron so yeah jokes uh, yeah. on her yeah, I, um, I take my roles seriously <laughs> <laughs> method but, uh, acting all right thanks for tuning in we'll see you next week sasso's out the Aging Punks Complain is recorded at Sketchisms Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backman. The theme song, The Aging Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Aging Punks Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 